What is up? Welcome to another episode of the Crypto Marketing Show. I'm Ty Smith. With me is Liz. Hello. Um, today we are going to discuss uh, sensationalism in crypto uh, and in general. Um, we're going to discuss what sensationalism is, uh, how it presents itself in the real world, in traditional industries, as well as crypto, as well as crypto marketing. Um, we'll discuss if it works. Again, if it works specific to the crypto industry, um, where it works, and if it is appropriate for all brands or what type of brands will best implement a uh, sensationalistic strategy or style. Um, all right, first, let's start with defining sensationalism. Um, I'm here. I'm actually going to go ahead and just type in sensationalism in Google here. It oh, is the Webster use dictionary definition. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the use of exciting or shocking stories or language at the expense of accuracy in order to provoke public interest or excitement. We never um, see anything like that. No, that's only that's only everything that exists on the internet now. <laughs> um, so, all right, let's 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 discuss like exactly what that means. What people might be familiar with. Um, I, I, you know, sensationalism is sort of like the dressed up word, in my opinion, I just call it clickbait. I think most people yeah. are familiar with the, the, the term clickbait. Um, but clickbait is kind of specific to the internet, whereas sensationalism is just in general. I mean, it's been, who is it that you were, you were talking about? Was it the, the father of sensationalism that? Um... Oh, uh, Hearst. Hearst. Okay. Hearst. Yeah. He is, he is the father of sensationalism. He basically built his media empire on sensationalism. And that was in what, like the twenties or thirties? That was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And so, um, you know, there's also like tons of, of things from the Hearst family that exist even still today. Like if you're in California, you can go up to San Luis Obispo and go to Hearst Castle. And he literally would, you know, pull people out of Los Angeles, out of Hollywood, bring them up to the castle and have these very like, curated events with, um, you know, celebrities, athletes, um, people of the media, and there were really strict rules that you had to follow when you went to Hearst Castle. And he would never even particularly participate in the festivities. He would be away working. And there was this huge movie theater where they would show breaking news at the, at the time that was such like a big thing. And that was kind of even like sensational in how he would host that. Like if, if you've ever been to Hearst Castle, it's, I mean, it, it's so um, ornate and in your face and it's just um, sensational in itself. And uh, he would have these big premieres for breaking news and he would sneak off uh, during the premieres and people would watch breaking news. Like, you know, if a, a ship was sinking and um, I, I, there's some story that like a ship was sinking or something and they like sensationalized the whole thing um, just to make sure that they could capture readers. And that's so true to today and how people capture readers now online. And um, I definitely recommend looking up first. He's like the father of sensationalistic news. Yeah, I definitely, after we had that conversation, I, uh, I started looking into it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything on the internet, not everything, but a, a big piece of the internet, especially what people actually click on, um, is sensationalistic in some aspect. Um, I think of like Buzzfeed as a company that's basically built an entire, an oh. entire business on, on clickbait. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I'm trying to think of like a good like example, like clickbait headline will be like, this Marine came home from Afghanistan and you won't believe what happened next. Like something like that. That's, yeah, like, that's clickbait. yeah, 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 exactly. Um, in, in the world of crypto, I mean, you still see it very much everywhere. Not, not every brand is like using that kind of strategy or I'm not even sure if you'd call it a strategy. It's really more of a style mm -hmm. uh, of marketing. Yeah, style of media and marketing. Yeah. Um, so here, I'm going to share my screen because I, I always think of the perfect example of like clickbait being um, crypto YouTube. Yeah. So here, Absolutely. can you see this screen here? Yeah, it's with the thumbnails and like, you know, everyone has a facial expression because you are pulled more into something when you see someone looking like, you know, surprised or engaged or like scared, you know, there's an immediate pull of like, oh, what are they reacting to? It's this like very reactionary world in digital right now. And it pulls people in. I, you know, it totally works. Like, look at all their... Look at all their facial expressions. Look at every single thing that exists on crypto YouTube. Look, let's read some of these titles here. The crypto market, all caps, yeah, all caps. The crypto market is out of control. Here's why. Next yep. one, all caps again. 100x gains coming. Um, best time before the best time to best time before rally. What, I'm not sure I understand that one from Bitboy. Um, but everything on here. Bitcoin is breaking out now. All caps. Five exclamation points. Gonna have to um, watch that 100x video when this is over. <laughs> I'm sure every one of these is, is fully baked in in deep, deep, thoughtful analysis. Mm -hmm. um, but the point is, like, like there was a time where I was early in my marketing career where I I was against. Um, I'm gonna stop sharing my screen here. Where I was against um, clickbait. I felt it was cheap. I felt it was um, almost manipulative in a sense. Mm -hmm. And then I just started like seeing how effective it is. Like it's, yeah. it's like, it's like a hack of human psychology in a lot of cases. So yeah. is it, is it the most, I guess, honest way of marketing? No, I guess not. But at the end of the day, marketing is about like means to an end in a sense. Um, and clickbait works for the most part. I mean, it, it depends on what it is. I, I think we should discuss, does it work specific to crypto? Um, I think it can work, but I think the work. definition of what work is could be subjective there. Exactly. Um, it, yeah. And, and like everything in marketing, it's like, an, it, it depends kind of answer. Mm -hmm. um, if you're trying to just get someone to click on like YouTube content, like maybe you're doing like a podcast, like we're doing right now. Like if we slapped a very clickbaity title on this, I'm sure we'd see higher click through rates than what should we, we title it? <laughs> Sensational media. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll come up with something good and we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll okay. do it. Um, I'm also going to take a picture of myself after this with like my hands on my face doing like yeah. that classic YouTube thing. Nice. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it compares to other, uh, to other videos that we put out. Um, but the answer is it does work. It just like, I wouldn't use it for every company. It, it's really like brand specific. Mm -hmm. um, I would never recommend it for like an exchange or someone that's like storing your money. I'd probably... It's, you know, it's always hard to say. It's always hard to say where it works, where it doesn't work, where it's appropriate, where it's not appropriate. Um, what do you think? For me, when it comes to sensational media, 
I, I think it depends on what kind of audience you're speaking to and that you want to pull in first off. And then also, what are you backing up that sensationalism with? Because it's really easy to pull people in, but what are you pulling them into? Like people don't necessarily like to be tricked. Like you have, if you can find that fine balance of like them getting, you know, the joke essentially, or them getting the sensationalistic, like I keep saying sensationalistic. I'm hoping that's a word, but um, basically- We're gonna make it a word because I'm also not 100% sure. Put it, yeah, we'll submit it. But, um, you know, it depends who you're speaking to because there's people who really just are looking for information in crypto and it's such a new industry and there's so many new people coming in that a lot of what is put out there is taken as truth and as fact. And so when you're pulling in a new audience, especially when dealing with something financial, you don't want people to feel tricked. Like they're gonna be really turned off from that. But if it's something that there's a, you know, a fine balance in between, like they, you know, they can come in and say, ha like, oh, I get it, you know, and, and feel included in the sensationalism. I think that is the best way to have sensational content. Yeah, like, like imagine if like JP Morgan put out something that said like, people are signing up for the savings account and you won't believe the returns they're getting or like, like, wouldn't that totally destroy all the trust you had for a bank? Oh, absolutely. Especially right now with the returns that you're getting in a savings yeah. account, it's <laughs> like abysmal. And 25%. so I would be so pissed off. I already yeah. am pissed off. I mean, like, what is a savings account like that? I, you know, right there is a whole other podcast episode about, you know, should you have a savings account right now? <laughs> yeah. And you know, yeah. where should that be? But like, yeah, no, that would be that would be infuriating. And I definitely would not want to store my money with them. Yeah, but they they do employ it like that's actually a pretty interesting example because a bank like JP Morgan would never do something like that. That's so clickbaity. But mm -hmm. what they do do is um a, like tons of affiliate marketing, which is like with is one of the most um, revenue driving marketing channels for traditional banking. Mm -hmm. Um, so they'll go through like Investopedia or, you know, any of those dot dash companies that, that just crush it on SEO, um, that also do a lot of paid acquisition to their content that have referral links in it. Um, right. and those guys will use a lot of clickbaity type. Yeah. Content. Well, that's because, you know, the banks, they can only say so much with legal, but if someone else is talking about you, an influencer or an affiliate, you know, you don't necessarily control what they say and you don't necessarily have to promote what they say either. It's kind of on them and it's this secret like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And so maybe an affiliate could be really uh, sensational in what they say and they might be like, hey, if you sign up for this savings account, you'll get a crazy, you know, return. Yeah. What was that? Gonna... What was that uh, title on YouTube? 100x? <laughs> 100x incoming. Yeah. 100, 100x on your money in the savings account. You just have to wait 3,500 years. <laughs> yeah. Your grandson can enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Great, great, great grandson. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> I think audience is a big piece of, of where this works and where it doesn't work. Um, totally. I think... And product too. Let's go into audience first. I, I guess let's go into product first, um, because institutional. I feel like I would never ever recommend something that's that's clickbaity for like an institutional product. That's that's B two B. 
and or something that's... would never let that pass. They'd never yeah. that to go out. Yeah. I mean, you, you can be clickbaity without being wrong or, or deceitful. Um, but, but it's, it's a fine line. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as audience, like clickbaity stuff doesn't work as well on Twitter. In my experience, it, it, it's not only does it work on YouTube, it's required on YouTube. I feel like, yeah. Um, every popular YouTuber that I know, at least the successful ones are heavily using, uh, clickbait. Absolutely. And like, and it's not even something to knock at this point. Like if it works, it works. Like you, you don't like, even if it's a little bit like manipulative, like, I don't know, at the end of the day, people are going to do what makes them successful. And if there's like a flaw in human psychology that makes you click on something that has someone like with their hands on their face, looking surprised, then you'd be silly not to do it. Yeah, no. And I, you know, like I said, it, it's just also having the meat there when you bring them in. And so like for that type of audience, you know, as long as like the video is something enjoyable and informative, and maybe it isn't totally like a guarantee of 100x, but I imagine you're going to get some level of a return and some level but, of like, who knows, who knows, you know, yeah, like, no, could, and, could... and that's the thing, too, is that clickbait leaves that little bit of room. And that's why, like, you know, you have people who gamble and stuff, like there's that little bit of room of like, oh, this could be, you know, it, get, it makes you like almost excited to click on it. Like this could be what it says it's going to be. There, there was an article, I forget where it was published, but it was about crypto. It was published in, I want to say like Bloomberg or Yahoo. Fin it was one of those like traditional finance um, publications. And mm -hmm. the title was, maybe it was the New Yorker, whatever it was. It was, um, it was during the last crypto bull run when like people really started paying attention. Okay. Um, more than this one. And then the title was everyone is getting hilariously rich and you're not. And it was about yeah, crypto. That's like, perfect. is that, does that not like, does that not the ultimate FOMO, like enticing clickbaity article? <laughs> yeah. And uh, that, that's what, I, that's what I was trying to think of FOMO. It's the FOMO of it. Like that works so well. It's like, Hey, all these people have this amazing thing happening to them and you don't. So yeah join and like jump on board. And I think that really gets people, you know, it's like going through your Snapchat or Instagram stories the next day and seeing this really fun party that like you weren't invited to. And you're like, I wish I could have been there. And it doesn't matter if it was actually good or not. It just looked really good. And yeah. you still are going to have that feeling of, I wish I was there. It's, it's, it's such a, a powerful amount of FOMO too. It's like, it's because it hits you on multiple levels. That headline, mm -hmm. it's it's people are getting rich and you're not. Yeah. So like that's like I mean, who doesn't want more money? Mm -hmm. And then there's also this sense of everyone is doing this except for you, and you're that's missing true. out because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, exactly. Um, I mean, there's always crypto stuff like that of like, oh, me and my friends, like you know, the one like 10x on this coin, and like you weren't in this Telegram group to know about it, like. Actually, that's a perfect example. So many people have private Telegram or Discord groups that they try to bring an audience to because, of course, you know, uh, uh, let's be real for advertising. People love to advertise in Telegram groups. It's such a niche, you know, niche place to put your product or your, you know, new project. And it's a very dedicated, loyal audience that you know are going to respond and you know are going to see that message even more so over being on Twitter. 
And so, of course, you're going to want to drive traffic to your Telegram group for people to join. And so you're going to be like, oh, I, you know, gave my audience this amount of info. Like there's definitely been like YouTube ads that say that say this, too. And it's like, join my Telegram group. I gave my uh followers this tip and they all like 20 x their portfolio yeah like, you're not in the telegram group so you wouldn't know about it and like i i think that things like that are honestly pretty clever especially if it does occasionally work you know it if it if it works like is it so much clickbait then that's kind of that's kind of my question that i pose it it is i mean clickbait is clickbait not whether like based on the results but but is it is it wrong to use clickbait if it works and me being a marketer at the core says if it works it works yeah um i don't think i don't think marketers should should really feel unless it's really manipulative and, and deceitful but if it's yeah, just that's if when... it just gets people to click on something i don't think there's like if that's the cost that you're getting out of someone is clicking on something i don't think yeah. you're really harming anyone I think just um, making sure that you have a retention plan after, like, if you have, you know, even an inkling that some kind of like clickbait that you're going to put out is going to draw the intent, the attention that you want it to draw. I think just make sure you have a retention plan in place because it's one thing to bring an audience in. It's another to actually keep them there. And so I do think that like, unless you're like a total troll or something, the whole point is bringing in the audience and keeping them, you know, like it's one thing to have a hundred thousand followers, but if none of them are like engaged, uh, what's the point? So I think that that's a big part of clickbait is what's your retention plan after. Who who do we think using like, let, let's, let's, you know, you started this episode saying sensationalism, we've basically turned it to clickbait, which is really the same thing. Who do you think, in the crypto world, what type of companies um, would benefit most from using that type of content? Lolly, for sure. Why? Why do you say Lolly? I mean, they kind of already, I would say, you, like do some level of that kind of content. But you know, the person who that who they're marketing to is a retail investor or not even an investor. It's someone who may just want to be like dipping their toes. And so like, you know, if you join Lolly, you don't have to actually buy Bitcoin. You're just earning it on purchases you already make. And yeah. it's really like easy to then be like, hey, you know, you don't even have to buy Bitcoin. You can just join and like they can use that whole FOMO thing of like you're missing out and you don't have to actually do anything you just earn on what you already buy yeah like like a, like a headline in some type of like yahoo finance just just saying like i don't know every like everyone is getting seven percent of their money back and you're not because of yeah this, this it, yes, extension. there we go exactly like everyone's getting seven percent back in bitcoin and and, yeah. and you're not so you should join Lolly. Ch or check something. out this check out this hack that people are using to save seven percent on everything they spend like exactly. like people are getting rich off this chrome extension i could write clickbait headlines all day long yeah i was about to say we're gonna have to actually talk about that after yeah. the podcast yeah. <laughs> gonna need some copy uh some copy from you no but um you know and then i think like elon musk of course is very sensational he always, he he really knows how to like work his crowd and work his audience and like anytime he tweets anything having to do with crypto it's always very um almost antagonistic sometimes to the community and like the way that people respond it's like clockwork it's 
it's so it's so obvious at this point kind of what he's doing and people get really worked up though and you know like that builds and builds and builds like if elon tweets that's all my twitter feed is filled with all day it's like you know someone being like ah yay like we're gonna go up now like 100x because elon tweeted and then you know someone else is like ah fuck this guy like i can't believe like he tweeted again <laughs> blah 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 so you know, I, I think that like sensationalism uh, really like gets people to also respond and engage because it plays on emotion. And that's something that really triggers people, whether that's good or bad, but it's definitely a trigger. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of companies, this is a question that we'll, we'll wrap up on. Um, a lot of companies are afraid of using like sensationalistic headlines, clickbaity headlines. Mm -hmm. Are they right to be skeptical? Is there brand damage that can be done if done incorrect? I think so. I mean, you just, again, you really don't want to trick people. You don't want to make people feel like they've been lied to because in crypto, you, you just have so many newcomers who are so new to this space. So if you tell someone that they're going to make a certain amount of money or have like, you know, a certain guarantee. I, I would never use that language, especially for an exchange or a token. I like you're just really shooting yourself in the foot. And I, and I think that it actually incurs, you know, legal issues as well. And so I, I would just stay away from that when it's something that is like a trick or like kind of like a lie or it can be a little manipulative because you're talking to people about about their money. And it's one thing to say, you know, something clickbaity about like clothing or shoes. But when you're messing with people's money, I do think it's important to have some level of like transparency and, and honesty there or else, you know, like just like all the hacks that have been happening and pump and dumps for years. Uh, I, I would just be very wary of clickbait and how you're using that language um, for, for just, you know, exchanges and tokens, especially. Yeah. And I think there's different levels of it as well. I think there's really over the top borderline misleading. And then I think there's just good ad copy, which is basically, basically like a cliffhanger, like in the middle of, yeah. of your copy yes. that, exactly. that you have to click through to, to, to find out what they're talking about. Like that, I think is really the sweet spot of of you know you're not misleading anyone you're not causing any brand damage you're just getting people so intrigued by what you've written that they have to click through to see what else you're talking about exactly yeah that's perfect i just think when it gets to the point of like you know is this a lie or like how manipulative is this it, that's if you're right. asking yourself you're probably over the line for yeah. if you're a financial product yeah yeah so just be careful because, you know, it, it is finance. There are like legal ramifications and just be aware. Yeah. All right. On that note, let's wrap this up. Um, thanks for your, uh, your insights, Liz. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, remember to rate, review and recommend us. We're now on YouTube. So subscribe uh, to the Coinbound channel. I'm on Twitter as well at Ty Daniel Smith. Uh, my DMs are always open. Um, I've been getting a lot of positive feedback on Twitter DMs lately. It's been really, uh, I don't know, encouraging. I, I guess I didn't realize how many people are interested in this stuff to the level that I am. Like, I've always thought, like, oh, you know, how niche is that crypto marketing? But there's a lot of people yeah. these days that are in, into, into it. Um, all right, cool. Uh, on that note, let's uh, wrap it up. Bye, guys. Mm -hmm.